this week's message by Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Good morning. Well, if you have your Bible with you this morning, go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 4. And we'll get there in just a moment. Uh, If you don't have your Bible with you, you can uh, just look on the screen. All the scriptures that we'll be referencing will be up there. Uh, If you saw the Facebook post that we put out, uh, you would have seen that we asked if you had time and were available. You could read Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 before the message this morning. If you didn't, don't worry about it. Um, But I would still recommend that between now and the rest of this series that you try to read those two chapters a couple times. Um, It'll just give you more insight into everything that we're going to be looking at and studying. Um, And I want to give you a little bit of background to... uh, to this series, it was something that I felt like God started speaking to me uh, before Pastor Daryl started his series on real faith. It was actually uh, after I preached the Easter sermon that week afterward, just felt God impressed me to read the book of Hebrews. And so I was, as I was reading through that, um, some scriptures in Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 stood out, and then he kind of didn't let me go anywhere else after that. And so that, as I've been praying about that and studying that over the last month, um, it's also just been very interesting how God kind of tied what Pastor Darrell was preaching on the, on the series of real faith in, in this series that we'll be talking about. The title of the series is Entering God's Rest, and this morning's message is uh, titled His Voice. And that's really uh, where the two come together that Pastor Daryl in his series talked about how to to respond in faith. We have to hear the voice of God and respond to his voice. Apart from hearing his voice, we can't respond in faith. We have to have a word from the Lord. And to enter God's rest, we have to hear his voice as well. And that's what we'll look at this morning in Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 3, it says, For we who have believed enter that rest. As he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. And as I said, we'll get into this in more detail and look at the full context of this in Hebrews in the coming weeks. But uh, First, we have to look at, um, well, I'm sorry, the, the first two things in this that, that I wanted to point out is that uh, first, those of us who have believed, who have committed our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, can enter his rest. And that's what we see at the very first part of verse 3. And then second is that all of his works were finished from the foundation of the world. So these are the two things that really stood out and what we'll be going into in in detail over the next three weeks. Uh, but as I said, what what then God spoke to me where I was I was excited to kind of jump into that part of the message and just to start talking about what God's rest is like and how we can we can be in that rest and live in that rest. And and then what he said and what uh, he spoke as I looked at both of those chapters, and you may have seen as well if you read both of those chapters, is that we can't enter his rest unless we've heard his voice first. And so that's where this message, his voice, comes from because we have to hear his voice. Apart from hearing his voice, we can't respond in faith and we can't enter his rest. 
It's actually possible to respond in faith, but not be in his rest. We can respond in faith, be walking into what he's called us to, but not allowing ourselves to, to be in his rest. And that, that's something that we're going to be looking at. But the best place to be is to simultaneously walk and respond in faith and be in his rest. So as I said, what I realized, though, is we can't get there until we hear his voice. And, and if, again, if you read Hebrews chapter 3, you might have seen this. Look at Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 with me. It says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. On the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my work for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways as I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. One of the key things that stood out to me in Pastor Darrell's series was this aspect that we can't respond to him in faith. We can't step out in faith before we hear him. I'll say that just over and over and over. And, and Pastor Darrell said that in the series, um, but he kind of touched on it. But to me, as I was listening, that's what just cried out in his series that we have to hear his voice. We have to have a word from the Lord. We can read his word and it is his word. But apart from the Holy Spirit, making that word alive and speaking something to you specifically and that word becoming uh, truth through the Holy Spirit, giving you revelation. It doesn't have that power. It doesn't have that life. God has to bring that word alive to you. And when you hear his voice, it changes everything. And when we hear his voice, we have the opportunity to respond. And that's what we, what we just read is the children of Israel heard his voice. They heard the voice of God, but they didn't respond in faith. They sent out 12 uh, spies into the land and 10 came back saying, yeah, the land was good, but there was giants there and we can't take them. We know what God said, but we can't do it. And two of the spies came back and said, the land is good. And yes, there's giants there, but God said the land's ours. He gave us a word and we can take it. But the people chose to respond in unbelief and harden their heart and listen to the ten. And they would not enter God's rest because they didn't believe what he said, but they heard his word. And God is always speaking We just read, and to me it's such an encouraging word. Today, if you hear his voice. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice. Do not harden your heart. The Holy Spirit is speaking today. If you hear his voice today. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. He's speaking this morning. He's encouraging you. We can respond in faith today when we respond to the word that he's speaking. We can step into God's rest today if we hear it and if we respond. 
there's a question that I want us all to answer this morning. And it's, are we listening to his voice with a heart to respond? And we could actually break this up into two questions. And the first is, are we hearing what God is saying? Are we listening to what God is saying? And the second is, do we have a heart and an attitude ready to respond when we hear him? Are we listening? Are we hearing what he's saying? And is our heart in a place that when we hear it, we're ready to respond? As we were worshiping, God felt like he spoke a different way to to explain this part of the message. And what I saw was a runner uh, on the blocks, you know, when they, they put that down and they're like in position down waiting and they're waiting for the gun to go off. Everything in them is listening for that sound is listening for that gun to go off. They're waiting in anticipation. Every muscle is ready. Everything has been prepared. They've practiced. They've done everything in advance and they're ready, but they're waiting for that word. And if they go early, they get penalized and they can't race. If they do it multiple times, they'll be disqualified. But they're ready and they're waiting. And when they hear that, they're off with everything in them. And I just felt like God was saying, are you waiting for my word, my voice with that kind of anticipation, with that kind of readiness that I've prepared myself? I'm ready. I'm listening to your voice. And as soon as you say go, I'm off. Wherever you say, whatever you speak, I'm ready. Are we listening? Are we hearing? And do we have a heart that's ready to respond like a runner when the gun goes off? Or do we hear his voice like the children of Israel and respond with a heart of unbelief and harden our hearts and don't listen to what he said? Or we listen, we heard it, but we just don't respond. One of the main reasons that we respond in that way is fear. And it was out of fear that the children of Israel didn't respond. They said, what if we go up against them and he doesn't come through like he said he would? They die. They were going to go out into battle against giants. The answer is they would die. They had to step out in faith and go into a battle that the only way they could win is if God did what he said. But they responded in fear and said, we don't know if we can trust them. We don't know if we believe them, so we're not going to respond. Another thing that can keep us from responding is doubt. And Pastor Darrell hit on this last week. You can have doubt and still respond in faith. And he mentioned that. That's true. They could have doubted, like thought, well, there is a chance God won't come through like he said he would. But we're going to go anyway. He said to go, so we're going to go. And so they could come up against that doubt. But oftentimes we hear that voice of doubt. And rather than still responding in faith... We let that voice of doubt sink in and allow it to turn into unbelief. And then we don't respond at all. And then it's either unbelief or disobedience. And the truth is, we could go on and on and on on reasons, on all the good reasons that we have for not responding to God. When we hear his voice and he calls us to do something, but we say, no, because, because, (laughs) because. 
And I think if we poll the audience, we might have as many answers as there are individuals here of why I was justified in not responding to the voice of God. But the truth is the only proper response to hearing the voice of God is to respond to it. And when we do, our faith becomes real faith. Like Pastor Darrell just taught on for four weeks. And if you miss some of those messages, they're available online and you can go back and listen to those. And it takes hearing and responding to that voice to have the opportunity to enter his rest. I want us to look at another uh, way. Look at this from another angle of hearing him. And it's found in John 10 verse 27. You can turn there, but it'll also be up on the screen. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I believe this verse totally encapsulates the series that Pastor Darrell preached on real faith. And it totally covers everything that I'll be talking about on entering his rest. And it also totally summarizes the vision of New Covenant Church. Our vision here is that we will glorify God by inviting all people to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ through relationship. Look at John 10:27 again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, hearing Hearing, not just hearing the word, but listening, comprehending, getting what he said. That requires relationship. And then he said, I know them. There's the the know. He knows us and we know him. If he's our shepherd, it automatically goes both ways. Again, relationship. And they follow me. We respond We respond to what we heard. Relationship. We know, we hear, and we respond. All three are tied together in relationship. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I found a video this week uh, that demonstrates how we can hear and respond to him. And it shows it very well and ties to this verse in John 10, 27. Take a look at this. One more time.
if we are his sheep, we will know his voice. Those sheep heard the other voices, but they didn't know the other voices, so they didn't respond. This message is primarily on his voice, and we're going to talk more in a moment on how we hear it, how we identify it, what it sounds like, what it looks like. But there was something that that after I found this video and was looking at it, God spoke to me that I think is almost as important as hearing his voice. And that's not responding to the other voices. So three other people tried to call those sheep and they didn't know their voice. Do you notice they didn't even lift their head? Like, you know, they heard it. Their ears were working. They heard the sounds, but they didn't know the voice and they didn't respond. How often do we hear the other voices? And we don't just hear the sound, but we listen to what it's saying. We believe what it's saying. We receive what it's saying. We accept what it's saying. And it's not the voice of our shepherd. It might be the voice of well-intentioned people around us. It might be the voice of the enemy in your mind or in your spirit. But it's not the voice of our shepherd. It's not the voice of the Father. And we don't just hear it. And I don't think we can do anything to stop the hearing. The enemy is never going to stop the accusations. He's never going to stop speaking. He's never going to stop shouting. But if we know the difference between the voice, we don't have to listen to it. We don't have to accept it. We don't have to receive it. And I love, and that's why I said the sheep responded to those other three voices. There was a response. The response was not responding. I'm not going to listen. I don't know who that is. Why am I going to pay any attention to someone who doesn't have my interest at heart? Why do I care what someone I don't know has to say? Who doesn't know me? Who doesn't know what God has said to me? Why would I listen to that voice? And if you notice, they didn't even look up. They just kept eating. They heard sound, they heard words, but it wasn't their shepherd. But when the shepherd called, they knew. And the other thing that came to my mind was, do you know who put them in that field to graze? Who said, this is a safe place with a fence that the other animals can't get to you, that can't attack you, that you're going to have everything you need? The shepherd put them there. And here were three other voices trying to call them away from where the shepherd had put them. And they could have cared less. Because this is where my shepherd put me. And I'm safe. And he's present. And then when they hear the shepherd, it's like, whoa, we might be going somewhere else. Where is he going to take us? We don't know, but we know his voice. And we're going to follow him wherever he takes us. That's what God has called us to do. That's who he's called us to be, to be a people after his own heart, to be a people who knows his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. They hear me and they respond and they follow me. If you take any of those pieces out, it doesn't work. We can hear his voice. 
the children of Israel heard his voice. They knew exactly what he said. He said, go in to the land that I gave you and I'm going to hand them over to you. And their response was no. We don't believe you. We don't trust you. And God said, then you can't enter my rest. We have to hear his voice and we have to be willing to respond. And if we know him and he knows us, we're going to respond. Because we know it's for our best. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I think we're going to, it's not this morning, but we'll look into uh, Psalm 23. It says he makes us to lie down in green pastures and beside still waters. But then it also says he'll take us to the valley of the shadow of death. But I'll fear no evil because he's with me. So wherever he takes us, whatever he takes us through, we know we're with the shepherd. And it's going to be okay. I want to go into a few aspects of hearing his voice and talk about um, just some personal testimony and another testimony that someone else shared with me. But before we do that, I want to reference um, two stories in the Bible, uh, and they're both about the prophet Samuel. And they're just two totally different ways that God spoke to Samuel. The first is that uh, he told the people wanted a king. And again, this was the, out of their desire, their heart, uh, they wanted a king versus following God. They didn't want to hear his voice and follow him directly anymore. They said, give us a man like all the other nations. That's what we want. And so God said, fine, you want that? I'll give you one. And so he tells the prophet Samuel, he says a, a man's going to be coming and he's with his servant and uh, they've lost their donkey. They've been looking for their donkey for three days, but they didn't find it. And the donkey's already home. And then he says, this is the person that's going to be the next king of Israel. And he said, you're going to tell them that uh, after they leave here, they're going to run into some people who are going to give them some bread and some wine. Then they're going to run into some people that are prophesying. And then you're going to prophesy Saul. And then uh, you're going to go home. And he just goes through all of these details. And then after that, it starts playing it all out. And it all happens exactly like. Samuel prophesied. Well, how did Samuel know that? God told him. God told him. He said, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And all, it says, Samuel just said what God told him. There's a verse uh, when Samuel was a child. Eli, this is in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3. Samuel was going to sleep and the Lord kept talking to him. And he, didn't, he thought it was Eli calling him, so he went back and back. And um, then Eli finally told him, he said, If it happens again, just say, Speak, Lord, because your servant is listening. And so he does that, and God speaks. And then in verse 19 of the same chapter, it says, The Lord was with Samuel and let none of his words fall to the ground. Everything that God said and told him to speak, he said he did. Because Samuel would tell the Lord, speak, Lord, I'm listening. And so when it was time to anoint Saul king, the Lord was speaking, and he heard him. And so God just laid it all out, and it happened exactly like 
like you said it would. The neat thing about that story, and that's the way we always, or at least me, I want God to speak that way. Tell me everything. All the details, every step of the way, what's going to happen and why and all of the reasons. That's that, you know, I can go along with that. And then Saul sins and he's not going to be king anymore. And God says there's going to be another king. And he tells Samuel to go to the house of Jesse, that he's going to anoint the next king of Israel. Well, guess what? That's all God told Samuel. Go to the house of Jesse. Didn't show him anything else. He just said, go. What did Samuel do? He went. He still was listening to the word. He was still responding. But God didn't show him. He didn't speak to him the same way as he did before. And so when Samuel gets there, he sees the eldest son, tall, handsome, coming up. And in his heart, he said, that's the next king of Israel. But then God said, no, he's not. That's not the man. And so he said, okay, well, let's see the next one in line. And so they bring him out. And God says, nope. And the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And God never told Samuel, you're going to go through all the kids and the young ones out in the field, and he's going to come in. And he didn't, he showed him person by person. And he said, God sees the heart. And after they've gone through all the sons and there's no more sons left, even then, God doesn't even tell Samuel that Jesse had other sons. He just, Samuel has to actually ask. He's like, Jesse, is this it? Because everybody you've shown me, God said, no. Do you have somebody else? And Jesse says, yeah, the runt. He's out in the field watching the sheep. You know, it wasn't even worth our time to call him in. And he says, well, we're not going to sit down until you bring him here. And even then, God had not told Samuel it's him until David's walking up and he says, that's the next king of Israel, anoint him king. And I say all that just to know that even, uh, even the prophet Samuel, God didn't speak to him the same way twice. Sometimes he showed him everything. Sometimes he showed him step by step. I'm sure there were times when he didn't say anything. He was doing what he had been called to do. Those sheep had been placed in that field by the shepherd. That's where they were supposed to be. He didn't need to speak to him anymore until it was time to go. No, and, and, and that's why hearing the word of God is so important because if you have heard his voice and you're where he puts you, he may not speak to you for a while. He doesn't have to. He puts you where you're supposed to be. Do what he puts you there to do. When it's time, he'll let you know. In the next three weeks, I'll share more. Some of you have heard pieces of it, but I'll share more of my testimony. He put me in places for 15 plus years to sit, and I did not want to be there. I absolutely did not want to be there. And I would ask over and over and over throughout those years, God, can I go somewhere else? And he would say, no, you're exactly where I put you. It doesn't mean that it's where we want to be or are excited to be. It's where he puts you. And when it's time to go, he'll let you know. So recently there's three, three simple words that God spoke to me that I just want to share with you. Um, and I think these are all key because in all three of these, he didn't tell me why. He just spoke for me to do something and then... 
I'm walking out in it. We're doing it. But I don't know why. And the first one was, and I've, I've shared this uh, over the last few months as well. Um, God just said uh, for Candy and I, uh, which she's back there with, with some of your children right now with my daughters. Um, he told us to visit other churches in the community. And so we, we've started doing that. And uh, usually when Pastor Gerald's preaching a series, at least one of those weeks we go out and visit another church. Um, if, if you're not, you know, if you, if you haven't grown up in church, you may not know, but that's not normal. That's not, at least I, not for me. I've, I've been in church my whole life. I've never run into a pastor that's, that's doing that. Um, and so I'm pretty confident in that, that I didn't just come up with that idea on my own and say, hmm, that would be a good idea. That's what all the pastors do, <laughs> you know. Now, God spoke and I was like, okay. Um, and I went to the elders and said, you know, I feel like this is what God's saying. Is that you know, or y'all, because I, I mean, honestly, that's not something I would just do on my own. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave a service, not be here so I can go, you know, visit other churches in the community. But they, they said, no, we believe that you're hearing God's voice. And that's what he's saying to do, you know, work out the details, figure it out, you know, when you can do it. And so we've been doing that. Again, why? I don't know. But God said to, so I'm doing it. The second thing is uh, visiting with pastors. We have a, a weekly uh, book study that some pastors in the community come and we pray together, uh, read different theological books, study God's word together. And it's just awesome for relationship and, um, and just getting to know each other. And But there's multiple pastors that aren't in that group. And I felt like God said to start reaching out to the other pastors that aren't in that group and just have lunch with them. Um, and again, I could come up, and I think this is one of our issues, is that anytime God speaks, we immediately try to figure out why. And I've done that my whole life. I tell my, my wife, and even in, in marriage counseling, every time I know when my wife's upset at me, I don't know why. <laughs> and I always try to figure it out. Like, I'm like, okay, I know I did this. And that was a stupid thing to say yesterday. And, you know, so I go through all the things that I know and I'm like, okay, so it's got to be one of those things where I just totally messed up and uh, why she's upset at me. I don't think I've ever got it right once. Like, and it's not even one thing. It's not like each time I pick one, I'll have four, five, ten, whatever reasons. And it's never one of those. And it's the same way with God. He speaks to us and immediately we want to forecast it out and figure out why and explain. And so I could come up with a bunch of reasons on both of these things, why God said to do that. And it would just be a waste of my time because I don't know if he wants me to know, he'll tell me. But what I know is he said to do it. So I'm doing it and I'm going to leave the results to him. He can do whatever he wants to do. The final thing is, if y'all were here on mother's day, uh, you heard us talk about this and explain it, but, um, I felt like God was saying that we once a month we needed to have one of our members of the worship team lead worship. And they're doing everything um, from the practice to the selecting of the songs um, to the being the main person leading that week. Um, and Mother's Day was the first uh, Sunday that we did that in June. It'll, we'll do another one. And each month we'll have uh, of a rotation. We've got four members of our, uh, well, two couples actually, and then two individuals um, that are in that. So Every month they'll go through and, and you'll we'll have somebody different lead worship. Same thing. I can come up 
and give you all these reasons why that's a great idea and what God's going to do it. But again, God didn't tell us. He just said, do it. And again, I went back to the elders. None of these things I, I don't just do, you know, because I, I got this idea. I'm like, okay, this is what I feel like the Lord's saying. Do all of y'all agree? And they said, yeah, we feel like that's what God's saying. Make it happen. So we've stepped out in these things, and I'm excited because God's speaking. And as a group, as a, as a corporate body of elders, we're all willing to respond to his voice. And now we can just sit back and see what God's going to do. Because he's going to do something. And he's speaking the same way to you. He's talking to you every day. And you can hear his voice and you can respond. There was a, a person I was talking to this week, this last week, and he was saying he had only heard God's voice once. And, and, and he's been a Christian probably twice as long as I've been alive. And there was this one dramatic story where he heard God's voice. Almost, he didn't quite say it was audible, but almost like it was audible. And, um, but then after that story, we started talking in just another general conversation. And he talked about uh, where he was wanting to buy something kind of expensive. And he prayed and asked God, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not. And just got this kind of feeling that no that's a really stupid idea <laughs> don't you don't need it you don't you know there's no reason to um it was actually it was actually like a, a new pickup and he's he's pretty elderly and, and then he even said he was like the one i've got is already going to outlive me and so why would you know what would be the point and i'm sitting there and i said you heard god you you had a decision to make. You prayed about it. You got a peace. You you heard that what you were your desire, what you were ready to go and do, he told you otherwise and you didn't do it. Not only did he hear him, he responded. And I would I would bet he has heard God that way thousands and thousands and thousands of times in his relationship with the Father. But in his mind and his view, he would have said I heard God once and you're like no, and, and the, the great thing is God has grace and mercy and he's okay with his misunderstanding. Of hear, if he's like, well, no, I know he hears me and he responds whether he thinks, he, you know, whether he thinks he does or not. It's okay. And that's what I want you to realize this morning is if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. You can hear his voice and you can respond and you can get to the point where you know it and hear it so clearly that you don't have to respond to any other voice. Whether it's the voice of just negative people or the enemy attacking you, you can literally be like those sheep and not even lift your head. It'll just be background noise. Because you say, that's not my shepherd. That's not from the Lord. And when you've heard his voice, nothing else can, can phase you because you've heard it. And when everything looks like it's going wrong and nothing's going right and just the enemy is attacking you from every side and you would say, it feels like I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death. Your shepherd said, it's okay because I'm with you. 
And there will be the times in the green pasture and by the still water. But there's going to be the times where you're seated at a table with your enemies. But the Father says, I'm with you there too. If you hear my voice and if you respond. That's what he's asking us to do. Hebrews 3, 7 says, today, if you hear his voice. The last thing I want to share with you before we close, and this was something that just as I was watching that video again, I felt like the Lord was saying, in the church you hear things, we, we try to tie things in the church a lot of times to the way the world does things and businesses and, you know, there's a business model and goals and this is how they do it. So we should operate that way if you want to be successful. And, you know, the, the, there's leaders in the church and your pastor's a leader. And I just got this sense after reading uh, in John where Jesus says, I'm the shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They know me and they follow me. And so a quote leader in the church, my job is the senior pastor is to be the first follower, to hear him and to, to be on those blocks just like you are. And as soon as we hear his voice, as soon as I hear his voice go, and you couldn't see him on the screen, you didn't see him to the end, but it, it almost looked like not all of them were responding as fast and some of them were getting their heads up and some of them were kind of going. But then they pan over to the left and there was this whole other section that was already running toward them. And then these other guys come in and then when the shepherd comes around, they're all there. So there was a first responder. There was a first follower. And at best for me to, quote, lead the congregation, my job is to be the first follower of Jesus Christ. And then, and, and Paul, they pre, Paul preached this way. He said, follow my example because everything in me wants to follow Christ. And that's all I'm doing is following Christ. So if you follow me, that's where I'm going. I, I never want to lead the congregation or lead this body in a way that was my idea. That was my thought that was, you know, hey, everybody else is doing this. This is what growing churches are doing. Let's do that. Absolutely not. What is God telling us to do? What is New Covenant Church supposed to do in Lampasas, Texas? Whatever he says, our heart, and I can speak for all the elders, our heart is to follow him. And to be the first followers And all we're ever presenting to y'all is, you can follow us as we follow him. That's our heart's desire. But the same way he's going to speak to us as a body, he is speaking to you as individuals. He has something he wants you to do in your family as the head of that household, as the father. He has something for you to do as the mother in your home. He has something to do for you to do the place you work. He has something for you to do while you're at the grocery store. He has something to do for you when you're at school. He has something to do for you, for you to do when you're on vacation or at a restaurant. Maybe he wants you to talk to the waitress. I don't know. But if you hear him, respond. Always be in that place on those blocks that says, no matter where I go, Lord, if I hear your voice, I'm going to follow. And if I don't, I'm going to stay where you put me. 
wherever you call me, whatever pasture you've put me in, until I hear you tell me otherwise, I'll be where you put me. And when you speak, I'm going to go. Are we listening to God with an intent, with a heart to respond? My prayer for all of us this morning is that we're ready to follow him wherever he takes us and respond to every single word that he speaks corporately as a body and as individual believers. That, we're, that we know him first of all. If you don't know him, you can get to know him today. There will be ministry teams up here that would love to pray with you and show you how you can get into a relationship with him. And if you know him, then it's time to hear and to respond. Will you bow with me and pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that today you are speaking Today, this morning, we have an opportunity to hear your voice and to respond. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts, Lord. Your word says uh, that you will take out our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. Give us a heart of flesh this morning to receive whatever you have for us. Open our ears. Open our eyes to see and hear you, Lord. And give us a heart that's ready to respond. Lord, only you, only your word, only your voice can speak life into us. Only you can transform us. Only you can transform our children. Only you can transform our coworkers and our neighbors and our friends, Lord. Only you, only a word, only your voice that's being spoken today. And we want to respond to walk with you in that, in your work. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.